Okay, and we're live. So today we got a great guest. It's Kelly Scar from Calgary. So Kelly, why don't you take a quick second and tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here. Hey, well, thanks for having me on, Ryan. I really do appreciate it. Um, I am a realtor in Calgary. I run a small team. There's myself, two buyer's agents. I've also got uh, administrative assistant as well as a client care coordinator. I started in the business in 2007. I was part-time up until about April of 2008. Um, my wife and I were pregnant at the time with our twins. We were, my wife was about four months pregnant. And I came to her and said, you know, I want to leave my full-time, good-paying, six-figure-a-year income job with a regular paycheck every two weeks to go into full-time commission sales. And, and she basically said, you better effing make it work. So uh, here I am seven years later and uh, absolutely loving life. Um, you know, real estate has been very good in our part of the country for the last couple of years. You know, we experienced a bit of a downturn like everybody else, but it was really was short-lived, you know, six to, to 12 months, something like that. And our market is extremely hot right now. So that's that's the one part of me. Uh, the other uh, professional part of me, I'm, I've, we've just announced a couple of weeks ago that I've come on with uh, Repri as the chief marketing officer. Um, and as I mentioned, I've got a wife and, and two kids and absolutely love football, and I'm not a huge hockey fan. So, anyway. I'm not a hockey fan either. So Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> as un-Canadian as that is, people can put it out there. They now know that I'm not a big I, hockey fan. So. I actually used to have that right in my Twitter bio, and, and uh, <laughs> I used to get hacked on for that quite a bit. So uh, I wound up taking it off a long time ago, so. So why don't you tell us a bit about Repri and then we'll go into kind of your business itself and, and how you got to where you're at and what you're doing. Sure. So uh, Repri is, um, in, in my opinion, is one of the most robust uh, paperless solutions for real estate agents. Um, it's document management, it's document storage, it's transaction management. Um, we've got other things in the pipeline right now. We're looking at uh, creating, you know, ultimately when, when the software was first created by Brent Lowinger and, and Steve Kenway, they were hesitant on building out a CRM for the solution. They wanted it to be more of a light CRM and, and wanted to focus more on the document management and storage, knowing full well that this is something that a lot of agents had a problem with, right. uh, especially getting around the rules that are involved with uh, respect to servers being in the province as opposed to, say, you know, having a Dropbox, uh, kind of going against uh, the, the rules through RICA and RICO in Ontario. So, um, they decided to go more of a light CRM and focus on those things. Uh, we, we've been talking to a lot of agents lately, it seems, and, and we're looking at potentially putting together a small user group uh, to actually come up with a little bit more of a CRM solution for agents. So that's something that's okay. going to be new and exciting coming down the pipeline. Okay. Um, we've got three different tiers uh, within Repri. There's a $10 solution, a $25 solution, a $35 solution. Uh, the $25 solution is our most popular model. It's uh, $25 a month, which includes our electronic signatures. Um, with an integration with DocuSign. So uh, essentially what it does is absolutely saves you time and money. Um, before we decided to have this call, I'm, I'm actually uh, putting together a blog post on how uh, digital signatures and this type of, of uh, solution actually will save you money and time um, as a real estate agent, not having realistically to, to run across the city to get initials and signatures on documents. So. I know that uh, Ontario is a little bit behind the times. I, we realize yeah. that uh, you've got legislation in place and that you know it needs royal assent and all that kind of stuff, and, and hopefully that will come soon. Um, I think what a lot of agents don't realize in Ontario is that electronic signatures are fully legal on every piece of documentation with the exception of the purchase contract. Yeah. So you know you could have other items that, that, uh, that you could use our solution for, um, just not on your purchase contract. And 
uh, we are looking at releasing forms here very, very soon in the Ontario market. So um, we have a form solution through the Alberta Real Estate Association. Every single agent um, that is uh, licensed through area, so every Alberta realtor actually has a free, free account through us. Hmm. Um, so with that free account, they get document management and document storage. Uh, once they decide to create their account, uh, they can decide which level they want to go to. And typically, like I said, most people will go to that $25 level. Um, once, they, once they decide which level they want to go to, they now have access to all of our forms. Um, and that's every single document that you would need as uh, an agent in Alberta. And so we're hoping to solidify relationships with other associations throughout the country and basically model every other association um, agreement after what we've done with area. Well, so for you, obviously, there was a transition that would made sense for you because you were using paperless uh, uh, systems in your business as it is. So that yeah. obviously was a logical step for you to, to, to help take that to your next business or to add it to your business. So yeah. um, can you explain what you've been doing on your own business side of things and why you feel it's an important thing to have paperless transactions and doing sure. a lot more online? Yeah, so I've been paperless for, I don't know, about three or four years now. Um, utilizing my tablet, my iPad is, is my tablet of choice. I realize that there are a lot of other solutions out there that are, you know, less expensive and, and you know, arguably just as good, but I, I chose I choose to use the iPad. And so I, I had a couple of different apps that I used for, you know, signatures, and, and, and those were PDF Expert and Dropbox. And, um you know, that didn't really get away from me still having to leave my house to go and get signatures, regardless of whether they're signing on a tablet or on a piece of paper. I still had to be in front of them to actually get those initials and signatures. And so when I actually signed up with Reprie about a year and a half ago to start using their solution, um, it, it dramatically changed the way that I do business and, and ultimately has changed my life. For the last year and a half, I've been able to, unless I'm out actually showing property, I've been able to put my kids to bed and, and say goodnight to them and give them hugs and kisses. Which is, uh, a lot which of us is, are missing that in, in this business. So Absolutely. It's, it's transformational. And so you know, I can put them down. I can still be negotiating a deal knowing full well that I don't actually have to leave my house. Yeah, I can yeah. get signatures and initials on a document from the comfort of my living room. So, you know, I mean, for me, it was once I realized that a year and a half ago, it was it was a pretty easy decision to make the jump. Now, as you said, in, in Ontario, where we are, um, it's not something that's common uh, because of the rules and regulations. Is it a lot? Or a lot I'm sorry, is there a lot of agents in Calgary doing that type of thing with their business, or are you kind of leading the way? Well, I, you know what, I, I don't know if I'd call myself a leader per se. I, I'll say that I was definitely one of the early adopters. Um, right. You know, there were a couple of other guys before me that got the first generation iPads when they first came out in 2009, and they were definitely playing with the paperless side of things. I didn't actually get the first gen iPad until it was about six or seven months old. So um, that's when I really started jump, jumping into that paperless realm. Um, it, it definitely transformed uh, my business at that point, uh, mm -hmm. getting away from having to keep paper files. Uh, everything was stored online. I was fully mobile at that point. I could be sitting in front of a client and pull up their entire file, everything that, that was in that file. I have access to all of that information at my fingertips. Right. Um, the number of agents that, that are like that within the Calgary market right now, I would say, has definitely grown dramatically over the course of the last four or five years since you know the iPad was released. 
Um, the number of agents, you know, if you look at the 80-20 rule out there, I mean, there's, there's, it's, it still rings true in, in Alberta and Calgary specifically where, you know, 20% of the agents are still doing 80% of the business. So if we looked at those numbers and we deciphered, okay, we've got 5,200 realtors within the Calgary market and around 1,100 of them or, you know, about 1,100 are actually doing 80% of the business, yep. I would say out of those 1,100, there's probably 30 to 40% that are actually using a tablet within their business. Okay. So out of, out of, the number of realtors, 7,000 agents, um, somewhere in that range in Alberta. Uh, I know that we've got numbers in terms of repre and how many users within the Alberta market we have. Um, I can't speak to those numbers because, quite honestly, I don't know them. So um, I can just base off of my own experience and knowing that there are a lot of agents that I've done deal with, deals with in the last little while um, that have been paperless. And, and, you know, the transaction has been very, very smooth. Paperwork is flawless. There's no uh, lines on it from when you're sending it through the fax machine, and yeah. you know nothing is upside down or sideways, or you know it's just it makes for a very very clean transaction. So now I know two of the most common, uh, not misconception, but issues that people have said that they have issues with is even if you embrace it yourself, you still have to deal with the public who may not understand or get it or want to be part of it, and as well as other agents. And I know for me. I'm pretty tech savvy. I'm on top of things, but I know there's agents out there. If I came to it and sent them an offer that was had digital signatures, they may not be on board with it. So how do you handle that on on the right. consumer side so and the, the agent biggest, side? The the biggest um, issue that we run into is uh, people that misunderstand the software and misunderstand the legality of the software and misunderstand the security of the software. Um, within DocuSign, you have the option to actually put a password on the document that you send over to your client. And so only you and your client would actually have that password. Right. Okay, so we can actually password protect every single document that gets sent through, which is a very powerful thing. The other thing is, is that we've got a tracking system within the software itself that allows us to see exactly where you were when you signed that document. So if we know that you're on a beach in, in Mexico, um, it's going to pick up your IP address, mm -hmm. right, from wherever you are in the world, and it's going to tell us that you were on that beach in Mexico when you signed that document, knowing full well that if it were ever to come to court, they couldn't claim that they were actually at their house and never actually signed something. It was their kid, right? right? We, we there's tracking software within within the the uh, um, tracking security within the software itself. Yep. So, um, you know, I think that that's probably the the biggest uh, barrier to entry with you know getting into digital signatures is the lack of understanding of the security of the software. It's it's right. more secure, I would argue, than sending a fax. I don't know how many times you've received like we so have you people send it over to they send faxes over and yeah I get people that no, are, I'm not even at the office example. who knows who picks it up. Let's use that example. You know, you've got clients that are in Mexico and they're they're on the beach and you send a fax to the hotel lobby. And Carlos at the hotel lobby gets this fax, right? And it's a purchase contract, and it's confidential information, right? We don't know whether it was the client that was signing it, who witnessed the document. Like, we can't tell any of that stuff. Right. And, you know, I, we've got IFAX out here in Alberta, so I don't know how many times this has happened to you, but this happens to me at least once a month, where I get a fax from an agent that put in the wrong fax number, and I get a purchase contract sent to my device, you know, I would argue that our system is way more secure than actually sending a fax. Right. Uh, and I would argue that until I was blue in the face. So we can always adjust the hue on the video if you want and make yeah, it. Yeah, that would bit. be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
do you, how much time do you spend actually explaining it to the client, or do you find clients are keen on it, or do you have to do you have to win them over to that, or do they are they do they buy into it a lot? No, I it's you know what I've had clients that were as young as 24, as old as 86 that um, have used the software, and when I when I sit down and explain it to them, I say you know listen we've got this system, um, it's flawless, it's secure. You know, when I'm sitting down and getting a listing contract signed, I'm doing it right in front of them. It is, we've got the in-person signing is up and running now. Um, I'm actually sitting down and I'm going through the listing contract with them, and they're signing on each spot where I, I basically tell them to initial and to sign, just like you would be doing in, in with a piece of paper. So, again, I would argue, you know, in that, in that scenario, is your piece of paper any more secure than what's on my iPad? Right? right. I mean, your piece of paper could wind up getting lost between leaving the property and going to the office. We could argue yep. that, right? And we know full well that the document that is signed by the by the client, by myself, we know full well that they're going to get a copy, and I'm going to get a copy, and then the copy is going to be sent to the office. So, yep. yeah, I, I mean, the in explaining it to them as long as they know that it's secure, um, that it's it's not a new way of doing business. It's just right. the way that we choose to do business. Yep. You know, I, it's we get very little resistance. In fact, it's ninety nine point nine percent of all of our clients are are on board with uh, this type of um, you know digital signature. So, especially when you show the the value to them, because now they don't have to come into the office every time oh. to sign something, or you don't have to run Absolutely. out to there and and plan to meet it. And the, the thing yeah. is, I think a lot of agents who may be not want to do it. They may think it's a big city agent's thing to do it. The people who would benefit the most would be the people who are our country agents or waterfront mm -hmm. agents who are driving half hour, hour to go see their clients. They would be saving a heck of a lot of time and energy by doing that and not having to. Yeah, I was, I was, I was at uh, Richard Robbins' event yesterday, and I was talking to a couple of agents that live north of Calgary, um, out, out around the Balzac area, which is a little town between Airdrie and, and Calgary. And this guy does a lot of uh, country residential, so you know, he he just loves the software because he's not having to put a bunch of miles on his truck anymore. Yeah. Right? He just sends it over to them. They sign it, they initial it, and boom, it's done. Yeah. So you know, it's uh, it's it, like I said, it's it's a pretty slick system, and I think that it, it will certainly be able to give you your life back, absolutely. Yeah. Especially in the cities, like I know Calgary's traffic's bad. I know you guys are spread out. Oh, yeah. Toronto, I heard we were like the third highest, uh, tra worst traffic in the world, or something like that. So if you have a highly congested area, it, it can save you time, and you don't, then you don't have to plan around traffic to get paperwork signed. You can send right. it, and get it done. I mean, you know, I, part of the post that I'm that I'm crafting for the blog is is going to be something along the lines of like, how do you figure out what your time is worth, right? right? And so, you know, I would argue that you would take your gross commission income and and take off your taxes and take off all of your expenses, and then I would determine what I worked in a week and I would multiply that by 26 weeks, and then I would take that number and divide it into my net income, and boom, now I've got my what I'm worth per hour, and so yep. you know, if you've made $150,000 last year net income, and you've got uh, 1,300 hours worked in the year where you're working about 50 hours a week, you're at about $115 an hour. Let's say on one deal, um, if you're working as a buyer's agent, maybe you've got to run those documents back and forth three or four different times, and maybe that's going to cost you four or five hours. Yep. Right? If we're talking five hours, we're talking like 565 bucks. Yeah. Right? And that comes right out of your commission check. Yeah. So, you know, think about it in those terms, not just that, but also the time that you get back that you can spend with your family. And, and, and in my mind, that's just, that's, uh, there is no amount of money for that. Yeah. 
And that was going to be my next question is do you find by saving that time, are you just doing more business by doing that or are you just freeing up more time so that you have more time with your family? Well, I'm, I'm definitely doing more business. In fact, I was talking to a, one of our power users yesterday. She's an agent here in, in Calgary and she has told me that she will have doubled her business by June of this year simply because she has more time in using the software. Yeah. Right. She's not having to run back and forth and get initials and signatures on these documents. She just sends it from her tablet or from her phone, and it's done. She's she's saving so much time that she's going to be able to double her business, everything that she did last year by June of this year. That's what wow. she's on pace for, wow. which is amazing. Yeah, it's powerful. So absolutely. So I mean, other than paperless signing and stuff, what other other technologies are you using to to expand your business or make your business easier? Um. Well, you know, I've 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 always, I, not always, I've, I've done video for a long time. Um, you know, I've, I've focused on video since about 2010. I was looking at my YouTube channel just the other day and I just realized that I just surpassed about 105,000 views oh. on that channel, which is just amazing to me. Um, I've had that channel since about 2010. Started out just doing a, you know, a ton of video, um, you know, a video a day, so to speak, and yeah. It's kind of tapered off a little bit. Now I'm focusing more on quality than I am on, on the whole quantity side of things. Right. Um, I'm doing a lot of video for clients, um, so I utilize something called BombBomb. Yep. I'm sure you're familiar with their video email software. So yep. we send something out to our, our sphere once a month. I've also got different drip campaigns that I've set up um, within BombBomb for, you know, let's say a, a new buy or sorry, a new selling client. So, for example, about three days prior to the property actually going live on the market, we put them into a drip campaign. It drips them over the course of 30 days, and it's just me. It's about five or six videos telling them exactly what to expect, so setting up their expectations, right, yep. and helping to manage those expectations and ultimately inviting them to, you know, make sure that you get in touch with me. This is how we're going to communicate. If you need to call me, I'm here, those sorts of things, yep. right, so reassurance as well. Um, so, you know, really utilizing uh, BombBomb and then, of course, uh, just a lot of web stuff. I'm still continuing to blog. Uh, I've, I've got about four different websites right now that are generating a fair amount of leads for us. I think we're generating somewhere between 350 to 500 leads a month. So, you know, it keeps us very, very busy in what we're doing. Now, are you, would you say you are a tech-savvy person overall, or are you just into technology? Like, there's some people who utilize technology very well, and they yeah. are not tech-savvy at all. Which are you? Which you know, side you, would you say you lean on? It, it's funny that you say that because you know this Richard Robbins event. He he was talking about millennials and how millennials are 41, or, or actually 41 percent of of all property. They represent 41 percent of all properties that are going to be purchased in Canada this year, yeah. which is a huge number. You know, we're talking about people that are 27 to like 35 years old, 25 to 35 years old, yeah. and um, those people are tech savvy. I, I refer to them as digital natives, and I think uh, Chris Smith actually coined that term, so I'll steal that from him. But I look at you know the millennials are more digital. They're they're digital natives. Where am I? I'm I'm a dig digital immigrant, right? I was born in 1974. I'll be 40 years old this year. Um, you know I grew up with Atari and you know ColecoVision and um, you know uh, Nintendo when it came out, Commodore 64, you know the big joysticks. Like I grew up with all of that stuff, right? So I had all of those toys. The younger that is, if they want to know, so. Sorry, say that again. So the younger viewers can Google all those uh, devices yeah, exactly. if they want to know. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so you know, I had I had all of those toys. So um, being that I was in the trades for for about ten years, I didn't really have access to a lot of that stuff. So I didn't really discover the internets until about two thousand and you know, well, 
that's not entirely true. I guess 2002, 2001, something like that. Prior to that, like 1997, 1998, uh, my buddies and I would just get on the chat rooms and you know try to pick up girls and <laughs> and just be complete jackasses and try to get ourselves kicked out of these chat rooms, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, that's what the internet was for back then. That's the way that we saw it. And you know, being a, a digital in, immigrant, I mean, I I need to keep up on this stuff because my children. My children are digital natives, and, and they will grow up with this type of stuff. I mean, my son at age three was able to, to hack into my iPad just by simply watching my fingers move over the <laughs> keypad to unlock my iPad, and he had it figured out at three years old. Yeah. You know, um, So am I, am I tech savvy? I, I would say yes. Um, is it by choice? Yeah, in large part, um, but I would also say that I, I need to keep up on this stuff because if somebody in my family doesn't, um, you know, our kids are gonna are just gonna be you know ruling the roost here in, in less than inside of five years. So um, somebody's got to keep up with all this technology. I do a lot of classes, like teaching different agents, and a lot of them are afraid of technology. And the way I explain it is, technology is getting more and more user friendly. Uh, my mom is, I'm not going to say her age, she'll kill me. <laughs> she, she's, she's older. And she's now using Facebook. And because they've made the tools, resources, websites, all these things out there more and more consumer friendly. If it was 10 years ago, you had to be super tech savvy. You had to know programming. You had to know how to do uh, basic coding and things like that. But right. all of these devices and tools for re agents, they're built for the consumer in mind. So you don't have to be tech savvy, even though it's a technology that may look scary or it is maybe robust, it's built for the consumer in mind or for the end right. user in mind. So uh, there's a lot of stuff out there that you don't have to have a rocket science degree to, to sure. use and, and capitalize and grow your business with. So Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think for about three or four years there, um, I don't know how old your mom is, but uh, I know in, in my mom's age group, I think it was like 59 to 70-year-olds, somewhere in that range, it was the fastest growing demographic on Facebook. For the longest time, um, you know, and, and it's great. I mean, my parents have been on Facebook for probably four or five years now, and you know, it's a it's a it's a fantastic tool to be able to keep in touch with family and and allow them to see the kids kind of growing up without actually being here, right? Yeah, yeah. I my mom just got a, a smartphone, her first smartphone. It was last, but two months ago she got the Nexus Five, and she had an old flip phone. It was embarrassing yeah. to see her with a flip phone, and yeah, yeah. she loves it. She is so she she texts me because she learned to text a couple of years ago, and she yeah. literally texts me saying like, "Thank you so much. I love my phone." And like for about three or four weeks in a row, she kept saying like, "I love my phone. I love my phone," because it's yeah. so user friendly because it is touch screen. It's so easy to use. She uses the talk and text stuff. So right. the technology is out there that you don't have to be tech savvy to use it. Right. Yeah, and I think uh, you know a lot of a lot of agents will, like you said, they'll shy away from it because they don't know where to get started. I mean, yeah. you know, I I was I, I wouldn't say that I was like that, um, you know, four years ago. Uh, I would I, I will tell you. I mean, I did a lot of research. I I, I searched out YouTube uh, specifically, like how to get set up in this paperless world. Right. I came across a couple of videos that local agents had done, and I figured, you know what, 
they did such a great job in helping me move my business forward. I'm going to do the same thing. And so once I did wind up um, getting set up and, and utilizing these uh, these tools, um, I decided to shoot a couple of videos myself on how to get how to use the iPad in my real estate business. And I think I've got four videos online on YouTube. And between those four videos, I think I'm pushing close to forty thousand views between the four of them. So I think that's actually how I got uh, introduced to you in the first place was the iPad video because I right. taught a class at my old office on uh, technology and iPads and different things like that. And I I found your video on that and right. I shared it with the people. And that's I, I guess how I uh, I think it's how I ended up connecting. Right. You. So it and then we met face works. to face in Mississauga last October. So that was yep. kind of cool. Yeah. And that's the great thing about technology is is yeah. you can find people in in different ways and connect with people in not just a, a marketing way or an ad way or a sales way. You can get in front of people for different reasons. And it it just becomes point. more organic. It really does, right? Um, you know, th this term is just getting overused within the real estate industry, and it's no like and trust. But yeah. um, realistically, there is no better phrase to really to 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 describe how video can absolutely transform your business. I mean, yeah. um, you know, I've done a, a just a ton of videos, and uh, one of them, one playlist that I have specifically is for condo buyers. Every condo buyer that we get, I send them over this this five videos that I did like three years ago. The, the information hasn't changed, but right. it's such good information that we send it over to them. I call them up after they watch the videos, and I'm like, okay, so do you have any other questions for me? No, you answered every question that I would have had within the videos. Yeah. You know, I, I, Typically, I'll do that before I even sit down and meet them face-to-face, -face, and it's like you know, you're meeting them face-to-face, -face and they're like, wow, you're exactly like you are you present in the video, yep. which is great. I mean, I think that you need to be like that if you're going to be doing video, right? Yep. It builds that trust without even having to be there, and it, it leverages it. You can do one video, like you said, you can do one video, and yep. use it over and over again, and not have to do that sales pitch. Uh, Chuck Charlton, who was on the show, oh well, you know Chuck, he does the video tours. He does right. the daily video tours, so he does the basically over your shoulder view of walking through, and yep. he did that because he had so many buyers coming in. Then he said they're all asking the exact same questions, so if I can answer their questions in one video and have it all sent out he can eliminate most of his time. So he's right. freed up so much of his time and yep. was able to reach that many more people just by a simple technology. Yeah. You know, in this roundtable that we had the other day, we were, we were talking about um, social media and, and does it, is there, you know, the, the, the classic discussion, it, what's the ROI? I mean, is there a return on investment? And, you know, Richard, you said, well, you know, you seem to be like the social guy here. Like, have you gotten any business from it? And, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's this great line that, that Gary Vaynerchuk um, said in one of his keynotes, and it was like um, he said something about um, social media and, and how he wouldn't be on it unless, you know, if, if it didn't sell shit, like he wouldn't be on it, right? <laughs> it's basically what he said. Yeah. And, you know, I absolutely love that. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the guy has it nailed down where, you know, we absolutely run our business with the, with the philosophy of, you know, jab, 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 right hook. Which I have right. If your user or your your tribe hasn't really read this book yet, or they don't know what the premise is behind it, it's it's give 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 ask right. So you know, in talking about that yesterday in this roundtable, it seemed to really sink in with a lot of people that you know we're we're not the gatekeepers of information anymore. And so I think a lot of agents, people that are struggling right now, are really struggling to determine what their value is, what's their worth. You know, and ultimately, I, I firmly believe that we're there as a guide. We're there to provide insight and information, right? We're not there to to 
keep that those sales numbers close to our chest or or what the guy sold for down the street you know I can, sorry sorry sir I can't tell you that I mean come on at some point in this country this data is going to be opened up and the guys like me and the guys like you know a very very small percentage um, in, in Calgary and the rest of the country that are ad adopting this mindset of this entire shift, this culture shift within within our industry of um, providing insight and information and being a guide as opposed to a gatekeeper of information, those are the guys that are going to ultimately win at the end of the day when our data does get opened up because I firmly believe that it will. I'm not advocating for it, but I'm also a realist, you know. Yep. I've been watching what's been going on in the United States for seven years. You know, when I got into the business, it was this syndication thing was still pretty fresh. It was quite, it, and it's still an open wound. It really is. You know, and if if we if we as 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 a, an association think that this syndication, you know, this type of data um, isn't going to be opened up to the masses, man, we've got our blinders on. Like we're, we're our, our heads are firmly planted in the sand. And that's why I started the niche agent, and for that exact reason, because I know the future of where real estate's going, and right. it's going to be in providing exceptional service in one specific area where you know more or provide more, and you can share more with your client or ideal client instead of trying to reach the masses by controlling information you're giving. Right. Your that's right. So if you know about horse farms and that's going to be your specialty, you know more about horse farms than the next agent, you're going to be yep. the agent they work with, not because Absolutely. they control the information. So that's why we created this, and so I'm glad you shared that. So we'll wrap up quickly. So why don't you uh, give us a good takeaway nugget for people if they are interested in kind of going paperless or if they want to switch their business and do a little more tech savvy, what would you say okay. would be a good start? Okay, so uh, I would I would suggest I'm I'm, I'm going to be uh, sharing this link out on Facebook and, and on Twitter. Um, um, you know, I'm going to be doing a webinar with Richard Robbins on April the fifteenth. We're going to be talking about going paperless, and this webinar is going to be geared towards the person, the agent that is not yet paperless but really really wants to get there. Okay. So we'll be talking about certain things, you know, tablets. Um, certain technologies, you know, Repre isn't the only solution out there. There are definitely other solutions out there um, that you can look at going with in terms of uh, digital signatures, that sort of thing. But what we're going to be talking about is exactly how to get set up and essentially a lot of the things that, that I was talking about in those videos that I did on my YouTube channel. So, um, okay. you know, I think that that would definitely be a must attend for your audience. And so, yeah, it, it's, you know, send me the link and we'll uh, share it out when it's, when it's ready yeah, to go. We can absolutely. get it out to the group. Um, as for a nugget in, in going paperless, I would say uh, the first thing that you should be looking at doing is, is choosing your tablet, tablet and choosing it wisely. Um, you know, go out and kind of test drive things. If, if you've got a friend that, that's got an iPad, you know, grab the iPad one day and just kind of start flipping around. See if it's something that, that, uh, that is going to match with who you are. I would say if you're a BlackBerry person and you're looking to go, um, you know, Surface or maybe you're looking to go the, the Blackberry tablet, if it's still around, I don't I know. Say, if are those is. people still around? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, if if you're a Blackberry person, you know, there's there's really no reason why you couldn't go Android. Um, you know, there's a lot of integration with Blackberry and Android right now. So, yeah. you know, I I would say that you know, and this is my own own personal preference. I'm I'm an you know heavy Mac guy now. I'm you know iPhone, MacBook. My wife's got a MacBook. We've got two iPads. She's got the five C. I have the five S. I mean, we're we're heavy Mac users now, and um, I just prefer to have all of my information syncing seamlessly. Um, there is no workarounds; like it's all it's all native to to yeah. the devices, right? So I would say if if you're looking at going this route and you want things to work easily, 
um, look at your device that you currently have, the one in the palm of your hand, and go from there. If you're using a Nexus, you know, maybe look at an Android device of some kind. Okay. Perfect. The rest of it will come, you know, the apps and, and uh, the solutions and that sort of thing, those will come. Um, you know, uh, it's, it'll, it'll take you a little bit of time to get it all figured out, but hopefully if you search things out on YouTube and you attend webinars like what Rich and I are going to put on here in a couple of weeks, uh, hopefully we'll be able to get you through it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. With this information age, it's so easy to find helpful things. And with YouTube, that's uh, that's become my search engine. So if I have a yeah. tech question, if I have anything, I just quickly YouTube something. And there's so many training videos. So if you ever stuck on some, even just the smallest thing, like, right. it's such a good resource. So yeah. So I, you know, I will say if if there's anybody that's watching this that that does need help, that would you know like to help, you know allow me to help them get set up or if they've got questions about uh, technologies or certain apps that we're using or whatever the case may be they can you know they can get at me on Twitter I'm at Kelly Scar K-E-L-L-E-Y-S-K-A-R you can find me on Facebook if, if you're going to find me on Facebook and you're gonna add me as a friend please send me a message <laughs> don't just click on add friend because you're gonna sit in there and in in that little area where everybody else sits and I have no idea who you are you're just going to sit there and we won't be friends. And I really want to be your friend, so send me a message. Um, and then alternatively, they can always just shoot me an email at kelly at kellyscar.com. Perfect. That was going to be my next question is how to get a hold of you, so thank you okay. for sharing that. So, yeah, thank you again for being on the show. Um, we'll get that link out for the webinar when you have it, and we'll share it. And uh, awesome. we really appreciate it. Yeah, well, thanks so much for the opportunity, Ryan. I really love what you're doing with the Niche Agent, and all the best to you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Bye.